Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, Claudia, we are back together to start a new series on one of our favorite topics, actually, people. We do like people. We like people. We not only like them like we like each other and how people like friends, but at work. That's what's going to be fun and interesting about this series is in this tight economy, for a lot of businesses, people have turned into a bad thing. They're an expense to be reduced, to be minimized, to be gotten rid of, um, and without any thought about what they've, what's been invested and what potential there might be. So we want to take a look at that. And we're going to start a new series called Employees. What are they good for? Well, I know that when we were talking about starting the series, we uh, started by trying to talk about kind of the problems we encounter often as employers, people in charge of people. And so um, we came across just these four areas that we thought people just struggle with when it comes to employees. So why don't you tell us a little bit about them? Well, one is finding good people. We're not finding good people. So we're going to take a look at our hiring practices and how we look. And we're going to find some very obvious things that we're overlooking that have to do with people, not hiring, that can really transform your ability to find someone who's a good fit across the board. Second area we're going to look at is why we're not retaining good people. Why is it the the best that are leaving and moving on and the ones who we wish would leave are staying. Well, it's not them, it's us. There's something going on that we can look at to change that dynamic and start retaining good people. Third, there's performance. Getting people to perform. People are not performing to our standards or to our expectations or to our needs in a tight economy. And so, again, When we look at it, it's not going to be people that are the problem. It's going to be how we set things up for them and how it actually works against them wanting to come and invest themselves fully and give themselves 110% every day. And then finally, why people are not progressing. Good people, smart people, engaged people are not moving on with their the quality and quantity and creativity of, of what they're doing. We need that. And what's going to be fun about our angle is we're going to take a look at ourselves as leaders and companies and look at the things that we're doing. So instead of trying to get these other people to change, how can we change everybody else so that, you know, we can find them and retain them and get them to perform and get them to progress. We're going to look at what we're doing that's making it hard for people to want to stay with us, want to grow with us, to want to give and show up and engage with their jobs. I sense that in our culture, there's a sort of distrust of employees or sort of it's where we complain the most as, you know, leaders or and the other way around. We complain about our bosses. There seems to be, and we talk about it before, there's just this animosity both ways. It is. It's, it's turned into, in so many places, it's turned into a real adversarial relationship where employers and HR departments and the legal departments have set up systems that are basically saying we got to protect the company from all these people who work here. They might sue us, they might cheat us, they might steal from us, they might, who knows what, they might waste time on the internet. You just don't know what these people are going to do to us, and we got to protect ourselves from them. And so that sets up this adversarial thing. And then employees on their part, well, you get treated like that, and you got to start watching out for yourself. You got to start protecting your interests. You got to start making sure you're getting what's yours. And when you're not finding a way to get it, and this 
kind of spirals. It becomes a cycle that builds on itself until you get full-on assumptions in our culture that employers are against their employees and are bad. And what we're saying is quite the opposite the case. So what we want to do is we want to kind of test our lens when we think about our employees, when we think about finding them and retaining them and their performance and their progression. And the question we want to pose is, is your starting lens that your employees are an expense or do you view your employees as an asset? Now, this is a huge frame of reference difference. If you view them as an expense, then you're trying to minimize their involvement have the few as possible, doing as much as possible. Anytime there's trouble, you're trying to get rid of people. If you view them as an asset, that they've got um, energy and ideas and hands and feet and brains and relationships and engagement to bring to the table, then you, your view is you want to invest in them, that they're valuable. Does that make sense how the Two different lenses lead you to treat people in two completely different ways. Because I think one of them is sort of a, just a way to kind of use, mm-hmm. right? So it's, I need employees to fulfill a certain task so that I get my product out or my clients, you know, happy. I'm just using whatever skills they bring. Yeah, they're like, an, they're like another machine that you have. They just happen to be human. Very utilitarian. And ironically, what we complain about are the human bits. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. So what we want to do is not say, uh, what we're not trying to do is get on our moral high horse and say, oh, treat people well, though there is a case to be made for that, for everybody in their own moral systems. What we're trying to say is these tools, employees, are by definition and factually humans. And if you take into account the human factor, instead of considering that a bad thing to protect yourself from and consider it a good thing that can give you more than a machine can give you, it will transform how you treat them and how we end up working together. And you will make more money. They will be happier and more engaged. They will be giving more. More will be happening. They will be catching your mistakes. They will be seeing new opportunities. They will be doing more than a day's work because there are certain things that energize people and there are certain things that suck the life right out of them. Well, it makes sense because you're going to have to have employees. You're going to have to work with people. It's not, I mean, if you just have a home-based business where it's just you, then, you know, this probably isn't, you know, what you need to hear at the moment. But, I mean, we're talking to businesses. so right. That's why we're calling it a lens. Because you have to have them, and some of you are glad to have them and look for the best, and you don't care if they're smarter than you or faster than you because you want the best. Others of you are just sad that you don't have more arms and legs of your own because to have to involve someone else or someone's else and then have to monitor them and correct them, and they're not going to do it as well as you could, and you it's almost like a sad, unfortunate thing to be such a big department that you need to um, have other people involved. And there's a lot of leaders out there with that pre- precise perspective. I wish I could do it all myself, but since I can't, I'll put up with having other people here. We're going to be really looking at these problems. They're legitimate. It is hard to find good people. Even if you have 600 applications for one position, it is hard to you know fit someone onto your team. It is hard to keep people 
Mm-hmm. It is hard to get them to perform at their best, to train them, to all those things are true. But we're just going to take the aspect of looking at it as this machine, this sort of churning, just expense, and just mm-hmm. flip it. Exactly. And so instead of this unfortunate necessity that complicates our world of having to look for and find and hire and monitor people, we're going to turn it into a positive and say, you know what, if we get humans on the team, we're going to get uh, brains and hearts and energies and skills and the ability to collaborate, and we can turn that into something incredibly positive that's worth investing in. And so all these things, the hiring process, the retaining process, the monitoring performance are all enhancement processes instead of you know, risk-avoiding processes. They're all building into people processes instead of protecting yourself from what might go wrong processes. And that shift is what's going to transform our teams and the productivity there and turn that culture, that culture of fear and adversarialness, protecting ourselves from each other into what other companies experience where people want to go to work, they want to stay, they want to make it successful, they know they make a difference, Um, everyone's important, and that's because they are, and they know they are, considered an asset to be invested in instead of an expense to be minimized. It makes sense business-wise as well. You know, we, we always pride ourselves that we're, it's not about being touchy-feely, that these are actual business practices that we think will benefit your company. But it Absolutely. makes sense. If people find something, work that is fulfilling, where they're treated as humans, where they get to express themselves, they become loyal, like a brand, you know, like buying a certain yeah. type of, you know, sour cream at the store or they're... There's something that's built up a relationship between, even if there's money exchanged, even if there's issues of accountability, of performance, of showing up and doing your best, but loyalty is something that people are willing to give if they are treated well. And so what we're suggesting is not only the shift from expense to asset, but that the process begins with the employer. The health begins with the employer making the first shift over to that frame of reference of making this a positive, constructive place to be. Because you have the jobs, you have the power, you have the money. It's not something that you adversarially demand of your employees. Well, you, when you trust us and when you show up and when you work 110%, then we'll invest in you. Now, that won't work. We're going to say we're going to change first, people with power and the security. And that will transform that will transform how people show up at work. So this is going to be a great series. Well, next week we'll be talking about finding the right people. I hope you'll join us. We are on the web at boldenterprises.com and always welcome your comments, suggestions, questions, complaints. See you next time. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production. 